Blog Talk Radio. Well, my God, it feels like I haven't been on the radio in forever. Well, that's probably because I haven't been on the radio for like two weeks. Um, I hope that everyone has missed me as much as I have missed them. It's been quite the journey. Um, If you've been following me on my personal page, you obviously already know that um, I took on an assignment, and then I took on another assignment, which is two different textbooks. And I've finally finished and written one of them, but I still have one more to go. So we're going to try to get back to a regular radio schedule along with finishing up the last textbook and then finishing the calendar and finishing the comic book and everything else that comes along with the new year. So first and foremost, let me just say to everyone, happy new year to you. I hope that the holidays are as wonderful for you as they were for me. Um, obviously, if you follow my page, you already know that I'm terribly, terribly excited because I'm getting on a plane at about 5.45 this morning and uh, going to New York City, my second home. I'm going to be doing a little work, doing a little bit of pleasure, so I'm really, really excited to be taking the trip. I miss my uh, my home, my second home, my second family, so it'll be exciting, and I'm going to be doing, apparently, a little taping for television, meeting with some actors, and getting the whole film festival put together. Um, just a reminder to everybody, my one show today is in Milwaukee, Wisconsin, where I'm from. Then I'm going to be leaving tomorrow, as I said, and I'll be broadcasting from New York on Wednesday and Thursday and Friday shows. Wednesday, we have Justin Roy Gruber, which is a uh, California actor. I'm so excited to talk to him. Former military man turned actor. A lot of wit, a lot of charm, a lot of charisma. Three o'clock Central Standard Time, he'll be coming on on Wednesday. Thursday, we have a lovely lady by the name of Alyssa Parker that's coming on the show. Not only is she Miss USA, Miss Asia USA, let me correct that, but we are also going to be talking to her about all of her ventures in the indie film world, not to mention the fact she just she just is absolutely wonderful. She's beautiful. She's charismatic. She started off as a journalist, actually, which made me really excited. And hopefully, with any luck at all, she'll stay true to that passion as it relates to that. And then, of course, on Friday, of course, the one that we're all waiting for, which is my interview with Lauren. Lauren happens to be one of I can't even pronounce this guy's name, and you guys probably think I'm such a dork. But, yes, I've actually researched The Walking Dead, even though I never saw it before. I actually took the time over the uh, – actually, New Year's Eve, my kids made me watch The Walking Dead. So we were sitting there doing research for Mom's upcoming show. So am I excited about it? Yes. Am I excited to hear about Jeffrey Dean Morgan? Yes. She, Lauren is just an absolutely lovely girl. And, and what I find fascinating is most people that see people on television, let's say, like on AMC, you watch The Walking Dead, and your assumption is, is that all that actors – or actor is doing is acting. Well, there's all sorts of other things that go along with that, meaning that she's not just an actress, but she's the host. She actually did the VH1 Hip Hop Awards this last year, not to mention the fact she's established a number of different magazines. She's just cross-creative, which is one of the reasons I absolutely love having her on my show is because she's a cross-creative. I find that terribly exciting. We get a chance to talk to her about The Walking Dead, being at the Hip Hop Awards, talking about what it's like to be a young actor. Um, I can only imagine how overwhelming it is to stand next to some of the greats on this television show. We all know that it's very, very critically acclaimed, and so I'm curious to find out about it. I am just as terribly as excited as you are, so I'm interested. Plus, she's going to give me some foreground as it relates to um, making a show like that, because when I finally got to watch it, I don't know if the rest of you folks are fans or not, but I got a chance to watch it. One of the things that I noticed is, well, first of all, it makes my stomach turn a little bit. I know it's going to disappoint you fans and all, but I'm not going to lie. When you watch somebody get their head cut off, it's not exactly the most ideal circumstance. So needless to say, um, yeah, it's a little gross. I'm curious to see how they orchestrate the kill scenes. I know that that sounds gruesome, but to those of us, like, for instance, myself, who are a part of the act, not so much the acting community, but filmmaking community, it's always intriguing to see just 
to the extent nowadays of the special effects that they do and such, meaning all the hype, all the different things that go into making scenes like that or putting makeup on individuals or, you know, just the art of illusion has become so magical in our industry. And especially when it comes to things like Walking Dead or some of these other programs that they have, it's really, really super neat. But speaking of programs, we should talk about today's guest. Miss Kathleen Hughes, I, I don't even know where to begin with this. This is like a Hollywood legend in my eyes. In fact, um, her publicist actually had thrown the idea of uh, getting interviewed to her Harrison Held, by the way. Thank you so much for um, setting this up. And I was just nothing more than excited. To those of you that remember the black and white age, and I know that was forever ago, um, it came from outer space. Obviously, that was her big claim to fame. Originally, was it came from outer space as it relates to film. What most people may not know are some of the interesting things. She was on uh, just a slew of old age television. You're talking 77. 77 Sunset Strip, I Dream of Jeannie, Mission Impossible, Alfred Hitchcock Presents. She also has herself a history as it relates to uh, Rock Hudson, which I'm really excited about. Um, I, there's just so much to know about this woman. And she is a very, very young, 80-some years old, and I'm so honored to have her on my show. So without further ado, we're tired of listening to me talk. So let's listen to the Kathleen Hughes talking. Good morning, Kathleen. Good morning. How are you? Busy? Yes, this is me. I am. I'm so tickled to think that you're on my show. I can't even stand it. <laughs> well, well, thank you so much. I'm very happy. Oh my to gosh. Be on your show. You're you're and and I'm sure you hear this all the time. But you're such an icon. I mean, you're such an icon. Literally, you you set the foreground for television and film. Are you aware of that? At least in no, my opinion, I'm no, like, oh my god, I'm yes, not. yes, yes. I'm wait, always wait really surprised to hear that. <laughs> Really? Well, have you looked at yourself? I'm your Facebook friend. I've seen your pictures. I've seen your family. I've seen you. I've seen what you look to, to folks, what she used to look like. Even now, you still look like yourself. You're, you're, that beautiful blonde woman is still in that face. Yeah, well, yeah. thank you. Thank you very much. <laughs> you're quite welcome. I'm sure you noticed that, actually. Um, there, there is a lot to talk about. So I have a bunch of different questions for you. Um, the first one is really actually very basic. Um, you have a very beautiful daughter, and I didn't know that until I started researching you. Um, oh, yeah. So she's gorgeous, and I see that you spend all sorts of time with her. So tell us a little bit about uh, that personal side of yourself, your daughter, meaning um, is she an actress too? Does she plan to be in the industry? What does she think of all this hype? I, I don't think she thinks too much about it. Uh, she has been a music editor for films for many, oh. many years. She's working at Universal right now. She's been working on Fifty Shades of Grey for months, oh. months and months. <laughs> music oh editor. Oh, my God. Okay. And, uh, I'm very proud of her. I think it's wonderful that she went into music editing. Okay. And uh, she loves her job, and I'm so happy for that. And I imagine I imagine she's seen you on the screen a number of times. Oh yeah. Yes. Does, does she give you Does she give you your opinion? Meaning, I know she's your daughter, so sometimes I have a daughter too. So I, you know, I'll ask my daughter, "Well, what did you think of my of my show or my this?" And she's like, "Oh, mom, it's just you." So I'm curious, since you're an actress, does she, does she see you as the actress, or is it just that's just my mom? Uh, I I think she just sees me as her mom. Really? I do. Yeah. Wow. Her <laughs> mom is really cool. <laughs> Sorry, I'm just totally being a fan right now. It's going to happen through the whole show. I can't help myself. You're just so lovely. Um, 
Now, because you are uh, 40 years old, right, we don't want to talk about your real age because she's a little over 40 years old, but not much. Well, I, um, I don't mind talking about it because if, if I, I lie like about my age, they're going to say, oh, she looks a lot older than that. <laughs> <laughs> so I, well, I, I must tell my age, and everybody looks okay. me up on IMDb, everybody that I sure. meet. So I can tell you. You want to know? That you're 80, 80 something 88. years old. I know. How, yes, 88 years old. Yeah. And amazingly married to Stanley for 58 years plus, which I can't even begin to imagine what a phenomenal feat that is to be married to the same man for that for that long. And I understand that he, he passed not too terribly long ago. Um, Almost I think that's three incredibly years ago. impressive. Yes. Well, and, I picked and, the right man. I picked the right so man to marry. I didn't marry the first man that came along. And that's wonderful because he, of course, not only was he industry, but he, from, from the things that I read and the things that I saw, I, I can only ascertain that he must have been the love of your life. And, and um, tell us a little bit about how he enhanced and enriched you as a person, meaning the person that you are today. Well, uh I, I don't know what to say. I mean, that's a difficult kind of a question to answer. Um, oh, no. No, I understand. Now, because you two had such a long span, of course, now, was he as actively involved in entertainment as you were, meaning as you were working, he was working, or was there any kind of downtime between the two of you, or were you just both, both in industry the entire time, or for the majority of the time, I should say? Well, in, in the beginning, we were both working at Universal, and um, we worked all the time, and we both had to get up at the crack of dawn to go to the studio, and it all worked out very nicely. It, it was a perfect arrangement. I couldn't have married anybody better or more convenient to be Aww. married to. It, it just worked out beautifully. Sure. And that's wonderful, and and it's and it truly is a rarity nowadays. I, I think that it's an incredible feat just to to have a life partner for such a long time, especially in the industry. So congratulations yeah, the, on that. The, the funny thing is, I nearly divorced him, or I considered divorce after the first week of marriage. Okay. Oh my gosh! <laughs> wow, the first week I would have thought, whoa, okay, it's, it's right. sort but, of a, you know sort of a funny story if you want to hear it okay yes i do i do tell us i'm listening all right so we got married and the, the, our wedding was lovely it was a very small wedding in my uncle's backyard and Aww. then afterwards we came home and began married life and i just took it for granted sure. that i was supposed to cook dinner for him every night and so first night I made him filet mignon and the second night I made him uh, Viennese fried chicken and the third night something equally wonderful and by about the fifth or sixth night I was running out of ideas and I went to the market and I was looking for an idea, something different I could make him for dinner. Oh, and in between, I made him a pineapple upside-down cake. Uh, very good. Very good cake. <laughs> okay. <laughs> and uh, anyway, in the 
freezer department in the market, I saw frozen salmon. I mean, I was newly wed, and I had never cooked salmon in any form before that. So it, it gave a recipe on the box for a salmon casserole. And I thought, that sounds good. So I bought it, and I made it for dinner that night. And we haven't okay. been married a full week. He hated <laughs> okay. it. He absolutely <gasps> hated it. And he continued to tell me how much he hated it for the next few days. Oh, my gosh. If this is marriage, I'm not interested. I want out. But I'm a hopeless optimist. And I thought, it'll get better. And, of course, it did. And I never made him a salmon casserole again. I was just going to say, salmon probably never happened again, right? Oh my right. gosh, that's so funny. And we wow. lived happily ever after. Oh, see folks, there you go. Stay away from the salmon and you'll live happy. Just yeah. That's so, so, oh my God, that's so funny. Holy yeah. man. Well, men are a little simple sometimes. I understand completely. I, I totally get it and I'm so happy for you. That it's tough. It, it's hard to find a, a good quality person, especially in the industry. And, and you got very, very mm-hmm. Now, I see that you were originally born in Hollywood, and you actually were recruited right out of UCLA, as I understand it. Now, that's, that's a pretty interesting feat as well, actually. Most people are recruited right off the bat, out of the get-go. Was that a little startling or surprising to you? Well, I actually was not recruited out of UCLA. Uh, oh. I, I was studying at a little theater at the corner of Wilshire and Fairfax, and uh, it was called the Geller Workshop. And I won a scholarship there by sending in my picture, and they gave me a scholarship. So I was appearing in a play one night. I I think I was going to college at the same time. I was going to Los Angeles City College. Right. Anyway, um, uh, I... I, uh, I, I'm just trying to think how this happened. A no, talent, no, no, that's fine. Just take, take all the time you need. Okay. A, a talent scout from 20th Century Fox. In those days, talent scouts went to see all the little theater plays, all of them, and sure. that's where they found a lot of people. So this scout came and, and saw me in a play called Night Over Taos, by Maxwell Anderson, and I was not feeling well that night, but, you know, the show must go on. And when the curtain came down for the end of the first act, I passed out. And when they brought me to, they said, there was a talent scout out there, and he wants to talk to you. Oh, my gosh. I was really shocked. And, uh, you know, by then I was feeling better after lying there unconscious for 10 minutes. (laughs) And anyway, he said, um, I I think you should come out to 20th Century Fox and be tested for a contract. So, I mean, that's how it all started. It was because a talent scout saw me performing in a play. Mm Mm-hmm. So now I have a question about that actually because you have done play performances. Had you 
had your original goal been you wanted to do theater and maybe not so much TV and film, or was it that you wanted to take it, take the course that you took, which is, of course, doing TV and film and the bigger screen? Or had you wanted to stay in the play and theater realm? Well, I just wanted to act. I, I didn't care where, oh, okay. radio or stage or movies. I mean, when I saw Shirley Temple in a movie, I, I think the movie was called Heidi. I could be wrong, but okay. I was so impressed with Shirley Temple, who was okay. a year or two older than I, and I saw all of her films, and I thought, oh, I'd like to be up there on the screen. <laughs> of course. Oh, my gosh. And boy, was she on top of that screen. Let me just say all that here, there, and everywhere, which we'll talk about, of course. Um, now, you mentioned, of course, that you went to the L.A. City College. Did you take extra educational classes, meaning did you take more acting classes as your career progressed, or did you just start a college and kind of just do life experience? Well, actually, well, I, I really didn't go to UCLA in those days. Afterwards, after I was signed by Fox, I used to okay. take extension courses at UCLA. I gotcha. Just for fun. That's what I thought. Did those help at all, actually? Because I talk to actors a lot about doing continuing education, and they always find that it's always helpful to kind of further their experiences educationally oh. instead of on the stage. Oh, yes, yes. Okay, so I don't know if I answered the question. You did, actually, because sometimes, like, sometimes when I interview actors, they'll start off, like, none of them had any, like, some have no background. They never took an acting class in their life. They just grew up, and then they decided, okay, now I'm going to start training with other people and things. So some people just have very little to no experience educationally or academically. Versus someone like yourself, meaning you went to L.A. City College, et cetera. And somewhere where I researched you, someone claims that you were recruited right out of UCLA. That's why I said that. I'm like, literally, somewhere in print it says, recruited right out of UCLA. And I thought, yeah, well, how neat well, is that? That's just one of, <laughs> those, un, one of those untrue stories that circulate. Well, we just proved it untrue. There we go. Look at that. Good yes. Now, and then I should tell you, you I, I took acting yeah. class. I took acting classes at Fairfax High. Okay, I'm familiar with that. And I was in I a play or two mm-hmm. when I was at Fairfax High, and I loved being on stage. Oh my gosh, who doesn't? I mean, my goodness, it, I, I hear about this all the time. I've tried to act once and it was horrid, and I'll never do it oh. again. I'm not an actress. I'm a writer. Oh. I'm a radio person. I will never act. I just can't do it. I, I leave it to the to the talented folks such as yourself. It's very tough, but I watch it, and I see life and magic emulate on screen, and I'm so envious of all of you. And I saw you actually performed in a stage production of The Seven-Year Itch. When was that, and how was that experience? Oh, that was wonderful. Oh, uh, I bet it was. Yeah. Um, I auditioned when I heard that they were having auditions. I auditioned okay. for the Seven Year Itch at the La Jolla Playhouse. And I thought, oh, that would really be fun. I would really like to do that. So I went and I auditioned. And a few days later, I got the part. Well, that was like a week after I got married. And so I spent the first month 
pretty much of my marriage totally apart from my husband who had to be at the studio every day and every night I was on stage at the La Jolla Playhouse and oh I I missed my husband I came home over the weekend I think the play ran for about two or three weeks but it was a wonderful experience doing the seven-year itch at the La Jolla Playhouse Oh, I imagine. So considering the fact that, I don't know if you folks know this, but I have heard you have been compared to, and I have to tell you, I am a huge, huge Marilyn Monroe fan. Just, I mean, I, I, don't, I can't even, I, I'm a huge fan. And so I've been told that um, you have uh, been compared to her, meaning that you used to look like her when you were a younger woman. Would you concur with that statement? Yes, a little bit. I mean, when I started out in pictures, I had long brown hair, and I wanted to be another Jean Crane. And that's what I wanted to be, and I never expected to be a sex bot. It just sort of of happened. You know, that's not what I set out to be. Oh, my gosh, that is so funny. Oh, my goodness. So, in fact, oh it, wasn't, it wasn't until I auditioned for a movie with Paul Henry. Paul Henry directed it, and what a wonderful director he was. Oh my and goodness. actor, of course. And uh, when I auditioned for him, he said, if I give you the part, you would have to cut your hair and become a blonde. Would you do that? Oh, well, my goodness. I would okay. have shaved my head, you know, anything. <laughs> I would have done anything to sure. be in a picture with Paul Henry, directed by Paul Henry. So I said, of course, of course. And so his wife took me to her hairdresser, and he cut my hair and bleached it. And as soon as I became a blonde, all of a sudden, I was being compared to Marilyn. But, I mean, I certainly never set out to be another Marilyn. And ironic that you would be in the seven-year itch, of course, because we all know that she did the seven-year itch, actually. And um, Did you meet her in person? Did you ever get a chance to meet her? Yes. Yes, I met her twice. <gasps> oh, my gosh. Oh. Well, here's what happened. Uh, my cousin, Diana Herbert, is an actress, was an actress, except she was on Broadway and I was here in films. Okay. Anyway, Mm -hmm. before she went to Broadway, she was studying on the Fox lot. And Mm -hmm. her father, my uncle, F. Hugh Herbert, was a writer-director, and he was under contract to 20th. Okay. So... She was able to study acting on the lot. And, uh, oh, where do I begin with this? Uh, she, she told me that she was going to be in a show. Uh, I think all the studios had a studio club where um, all the people behind the scenes, the mailroom people and the wardrobe people, anybody could be in these shows that they put on. 
and I don't know whether the shows ran for a week or whether it was just one night. I'm I'm not sure. Anyway, sure. she told me that she was going to be in a show and that, of course, I had to come and see her, and, of course, I wanted to. Sure. So, sure enough, I... Oh, so she told me there's this wonderful girl named Marilyn in the show, and she has the best number, and you've just got to come and see the show. And I said, well, of course, of course. So sure. I went, and, of course, my... Uh, cousin performed and then Marilyn performed and she did a number called I Never Took a Lesson in My Life and it was very double entendre and she was wearing a very sexy dress and and she was just wonderful and her singing was wonderful and she performed the song so well and then after the show my cousin introduced us and then you know, we talk just the usual, you know. Girl things. Yeah. Oh, my goodness. How lovely that must have been to be in that presence of that woman. I, just, I, just, I, I can't say enough about her. I've done a two-hour show on her, and, and I think that it must have been just magical. She just was so enchanting and lovely, and I assume she was just as enchanting and lovely as a person. Similar to yourself, I must gather. I'm sorry, I missed that. No, 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 that's fine. I, I was just saying that she must have been just as lovely. You two must have been parallel to one another, both very oh, lovely, well, thank you. enchanting, very <laughs> thank young you. women. I can imagine, oh, my gosh, I'd love to have been flying the wall there. Oh, my goodness, I'm but very, very jealous I, in the best way. At that point, I've got to tell you, at that point, she had just been dropped by Fox. She had been under contract <gasps> for six months. And oh, yeah. uh, in a seven-year contract, they always had a six-month option. And then after that, it sure. was yearly options. Well, at the end of six months, they dropped her. So she already knew that she was out of there because sure. she'd already been told. So when I saw her do this number, I thought, how could they have dropped her? How could they? She's amazing. But That's what I thought. I, I thought that maybe... <laughs> some executives would come and see the show and would realize what a terrible mistake they had made. But no, she was out on her ear. And then, almost a year later, uh, Fox was making a picture called A Ticket to Tomahawk with Dan Daly and Ann Baxter. Okay. And they called me and they said, the studio called me, the casting office, whoever, And they said, can you dance? And I said, I don't know. I never tried, which was, you know, totally true. I had always wanted to dance, but I had never had a lesson. And so they said, well, we'll find out. And so they sent me to a soundstage, a big empty soundstage with a dance director. And this poor man worked with me from 9 o'clock in the morning until about 5 o'clock in the afternoon. And finally he said, forget it. We'll get somebody else. Well, I was happy uh, that he said that because I think the reason I flunked out was I knew that I would have to fly to the location. And Uh, I've never been on a plane before. And the idea that... If I got the part, I would have to get on a plane. 
uh, you know, that just did it, and that just really affected my ability to learn one simple little time step. So, oh, my goodness. Look so guess that. who got the part? Marilyn. They remember oh, no! They knew that she could dance, and so they called her, and they um, were shooting one of the dance numbers, although the picture was going to be shot on location. They were shooting one of the dance numbers on the lot. And so I found out about, you know, what day they were doing it, and I was already under contract at Fox, so I just walked on and sat down and watched her dance in the number that I had flunked out on. Oh, my So that was gosh. sort of interesting. So that was the second time I met her. You know, we all kind of sat around in a circle between takes, and that was my second meeting with her. Oh, my gosh. Oh, my gosh. That's just amazing. I mean, just mm-hmm. thinking about that. I, I mean, I can imagine you sit. Oh, my God. That's amazing. I've never seen the movie. I have really. Never, I'd like to know what I missed out on. I just never had an opportunity to see it. I hope really? we'll see it someday. Oh my gosh! Well, you know what? You'll have to remind me of that, and I will send you a copy, and you can sit, you can watch it in the comfort of your own home. Oh, that would be wonderful. I know it would. I think you should <laughs> be able to see this, don't you? Oh my gosh! If I was in LA, I'd come and watch it with you. Which is so far away. I'm going to New York City tomorrow, and LA and Europe is so far from each other. It's disappointing oh. because. Well, where are you? New right York now? and LA. Mm-hmm. I live in Wisconsin, so you're my one show from home. I'm, I'm actually oh. packing up this afternoon and getting ready and seeing my children tonight. Then they leave tomorrow morning, and then I leave tomorrow morning, and I'll be in New York City uh, interviewing people there, actually, oh. which is where I'll be living eventually if I ever get oh. there in like seven years. <laughs> but. I wanted to ask you about that because you live um, – now, you don't live directly in L.A., correct? You live outside of the main city or where – nowadays? I, I, live, I live above the Sunset Strip. Mm. Okay. I, I've, so this is I've lived in the same – within the three – within a three-mile radius my entire life. Oh, my I've, gosh. I've always lived, I guess, in Hollywood, West Hollywood. Sure. Yes. And I want to ask a question about that because you're there and you live there and, and being 88 years old, you're not a 30-year-old or a 20-year-old actress anymore. So talk to me a little bit about your impressions of, because um, you still go to the movies and, and you're still out and about in the entertainment circle. Talk to me about how the movie business you think has changed a little bit. Do you think things have gotten a little too technical or, uh, see, I miss the black and white. So I'm a huge black and white fan. So we don't have a lot of that in Charlie Chaplin in Maryland. So I'm curious, as, a, as an older lady who has been in the business, why don't you tell me what you think of the industry now? Well, it's so totally different. Oh, yes. I mean, first of all, there's so many more people. And no. there's so many people competing for the same job, you know, and it used to be if you went for an audition for something, there were just a few other people. Now, you know, there could be 20 or 30 people competing for the same job, and that goes for any kind of job. I mean, True. it's just so crowded now here. 
I mean, it's oh my gosh, hard yes. to, it's hard to find a parking place. It's, oh it's my so, gosh, there's so many cars and the traffic is terrible. But I love it here. I would not want to live anywhere else. Oh, I don't think. that's nice. And and right now I'm in 30 degree weather, and I'm betting that you're not in 30 degree weather, are you? It's oh much no! Well, let me turn around <laughs> and look out the window. Oh, okay. Well, it's not a beautiful day, but it's a very nice day. Oh, I am sure it is very nice. I was actually in um, San Diego about two months ago or so, and the, and the weather difference was just amazing to me. I was in shorts, and it was just so different. Lots of palm trees you have there. And very oh, yes. Buildings. Oh, my gosh. All of your buildings are so big, and there are so many people, and I was very lost. I'm not going to lie. Um, thank God for cabs and friends with cars and San Diego is a little different than L.A., so it was a, it was a different experience. But, uh, you know, I agree with you. It's very, very – there's a lot of people there. There's a lot in L.A., but there's a lot in New York. And in New York, they have subways and ferries and, you know, trains and all those things. I guess yeah, Now, at, at big intersections, like in the middle of Hollywood, like Hollywood and Highland, you know, which is a yeah. major intersection, uh, when the lights change from uh, red to green and the people start crossing the street, it looks like New York because it's thousands of people all crossing the street at the same time. <laughs> that didn't used to happen in the old days when there were fewer people. Well, of course, certainly. Oh, my gosh, look at that. Well, See, I'll have to come back to L.A. again. I keep telling myself I have to get there a few times a year, and I've just been too busy, and I should I, I should go. There are beautiful parts of your city, without absolutely, without a doubt, especially, uh, you know, the, the Walk of Fame and, of course, the Chinese Theater where they have their premieres. It's just absolutely lovely. And I saw, not so long ago, you attended Maryland's 53rd Anniversary Memorial. I saw you, and I saw you signing things and having your picture taken, and I thought, that woman is striking. Did you see that photo of yourself? You're just striking. Lovely, amazing, oh, and those legs! Oh my God, what a looker! <laughs> right? I mean, doesn't that just amaze you? You're like, oh my gosh, look at this! Um, well, yes. How? Yes. Now, was that memorial service? That's an annual thing, yes? Or was that the first time that you went? Or how did you get associated with that? Were you asked to go, or how did that happen? Well, I, I don't actually belong to the Marilyn Monroe fan club, but I go to a, okay. a lot of their affairs. Because oh, Greg, okay. Greg Schreiner is the president of the fan club, and uh, okay. he's a musician, and uh, I have performed with him um, on occasion. And even though I'm not an actual official member of the fan club, okay. I go to many, many of the Marilyn Monroe things and Every year, I am invited to speak at the memorial because I'm one of the few people who actually met Marilyn. Right. So I speak every single year, and I have been doing it for years and years and years. Oh, and I, lovely. It, it's always a very nice affair, and it's in this church in Westwood, and mm-hmm. it's um, where her remains are, and uh, I, I wouldn't miss it. I'm always very happy when they invite me, and they just invite all the people who have met her, and 
there still are quite a lot of people who have. That is lovely, and and it is, and and she has become. I mean, and I guess this question applies to really both of you, and she's not present to answer. But I'd like to get your take on this. Normally, uh, long long-standing exes such as yourselves, uh, oftentimes people say the hype that circulates you, is that a bit overwhelming for you or have you come to become accustomed to it? Because I would imagine if Marilyn were alive, she'd be like, why are they making such a fuss over me? So I just wonder where you stand on that side of the fence. Is it, is it uncomfortable for you ever that people kind of, well, like me, for instance, gush all over you and think, oh, she's so wonderful. <laughs> or are you just kind of used to it by now? Well, I'm I'm, I'm very used to it. And oh, I when I meet people, they always look me up on IMDb, and then people tell me that they have already looked me up on IMDb. <laughs> that sort of amuses me. <laughs> really? Well, I had to look you up, and I thought, oh, my gosh, the first thing I saw is um, – of course, the picture from it came from outer space. And I thought to myself, now that's neat that they have that picture up there. Obviously, you look a little bit different than you did back then, of course. But I just, I thought it was so neat to look at that. And I, and I thought, do you ever look back at that and think to yourself, oh my gosh. Now, I've only seen it came from outer space once. And it was ages ago, mind you. So, of course, um, that was almost what you would, now that was classified, was that sci-fi or horror back in the day? I wasn't quite sure if they distinguished it as one or the other. I would think sci-fi. That's what I, would I would think, think so too. That's what I figured because I thought but you okay, know that, and, you know the picture the picture of me screaming with my hands up in the air. Yes. You know. Well, mm-hmm. uh I was in the photo gallery at Universal and they were doing ad stills and they said um put your hands up in the air and scream. And so I just <gasps> did that. You know, they said, okay. scream, and I did it. Well, little did I know that this picture would be so, what is the word, uh, um, certainly well-known. I'm trying to think. Well, uh, yeah, it's almost infamous, if you will. It really is yes. infamous because there are hundreds of thousands of people that still remember you, remember the film, remember the premise. That whole age of sci-fi in the black and white genre and such, that's a whole has an entire cult following. Even now, nowadays, even younger people, my children are 10 and 12, and they watch black and white. Um, mm-hmm. you know, so it's a phenomenon, to say the least, of course. So I guess my one question about the film was, uh, one of two, rather, uh, do people usually get caught up in it came from outer space and forget some of the body of your other work? Because I have noticed that it, oftentimes when people talk about you, they talk about that film, but yet you've done so many more other things. I just wonder, is, is that the one that you're most known for, or do yeah. people actually know the body of your work? No, okay. no, no. That's the one. And, and it's, I guess it's because of that particular picture. Hmm. Also, it, it was shot in 3D. Did you know that? No, actually, as a matter of fact, I did not. It, it was and 3D back in that day. Yes, it was Universal's huh. first 3D movie. Oh, my yeah. gosh. Look uh-huh. at that. Now, have you gone back and watched it in 3D? Oh, yes. <laughs> un- un- I imagine un- so. Unfortunately, I can no longer see 3D because oh, no. my eyes are oh, no. getting old 
and I yes. I don't see 3D anymore. That breaks my heart because I love 3D. I just used to love 3D movies. Oh, and I imagine so. And nowadays, when they do 3D, it's it's almost like 5D. I don't know if you've seen a movie recently where they have the 3D, um, you know, the the 3D uh, illusion or the the effect that they have, and it's just so enhanced. All the side of the special effects, everything is so enhanced now. It seems like it's well beyond the 3D. Does that make sense? Like it's much oh, sharper yeah. and much different. Everything yeah, has changed well. a whole whole lot. They they just keep finding new ways to make things better and better. I just well, yes, we would like to think better and better. Well, yes, and and it does get harder, and and sometimes I think it's it's a bit much, as a matter of fact. Now I heard a few things, so you people know that you're listening to Kathleen and I. Apparently, you have kissed some of the most handsome and infamous people on screen. Not only Edward oh, yeah. D. Robinson, but also the Rock Hudson. <gasps> oh my gosh, that had I to gave be a him, treat. I gave him his first screen kiss. Oh my gosh! Do I want to ask how that was? Because of course you're going to say it was wonderful. <laughs> I mean, that has to be intimidating. Wasn't that scary? No, no not at all. Really? Uh, this is how it happened. I was already under contract to Fox, and Fox mm-hmm. was testing Rock for a contract. And so uh, a director had writer director had written a little scene for rock and okay a romantic interest and i was the romantic interest and in in that uh scene i still had my long dark hair didn't look anything like marilyn i don't know if i looked like anybody else on the screen but it was a total different look for me. And if somebody had seen that and one of my later pictures with the blonde hair, they wouldn't have even known it was the same person. Anyway, so we filmed this little scene, which ended up with a kiss. And um, the studio took one look and said, uh, I don't know. Oh. <laughs> and they- and they said, "Yeah, let's pass, let's pass up this one." And within oh months, gosh. within months, he was under contract to okay. Universal, and oh I then gosh. followed Rock to Universal after oh uh, three years under contract at Fox. Mm-hmm. I, I moved on to Universal, but. Fox didn't know what they had with Rock, and they said, "Eh." (laughs) which is so strange. Oh, my goodness. Look at that. Well, and he was such a – I don't even know where to start. That's another one. Do you realize how many wonderful people you work with? Well, of course you do. You're you. I mean, I just listening to this, I'm just aghast. I, I, yeah, I want to be you for like a day and a half would be great. Or oh. more. That's so lovely. My gosh. Now and I have a Rock couple questions I, relative. Oh, sorry. Go ahead. Well, Rock and I were in a movie together at Universal, The Golden Blade, oh with Piper really? Laurie. Yeah. Oh my God. So we Look worked together. So that was sort of interesting. 
You did. And actually, you um, now Glass Web is one of the productions that Edward G. Robinson was on with yourself in film, of course. Tell me a little bit about what he was like, I imagine, because I haven't, um, don't know a whole lot about Edward G. Robinson besides the legacy in film, of course. But I mean, as a person, as an individual, what was, what, what was that experience like to work with him? Well, and of course, you kissed him, too, apparently. <laughs> yes. Anyway, oh, my. He, Listen to that tone. <laughs> he was wonderful to work with. He was such a nice man. I loved working with him, and it, it really took a lot of acting to act like mm-hmm. I didn't like him because ah. I was playing a gold digger, and I was only going out with him because he could help my career, you know. Sure. And sure. uh, so I, it was really hard to look like, Ugh, you know, which was the way uh, I was supposed to be feeling about him. Right, very nasty not old man. <laughs> but he was, he was lovely. He was just oh. lovely, and he was very helpful. And I had a scene where I was supposed to be laughing at him, I guess. It's so long ago, but I know I was oh supposed goodness. to be laughing, and I said to him, I don't know how to laugh. And oh he showed me mechanically what to do, you know, and he just started laughing, but he showed okay. me how he was doing it. And that was so helpful, and that was just so sweet of him. Oh, sure. Oh, my gosh. And what an honor to know somebody like that. I mean, I, you know, he is, he is obviously iconic. Um, and the glass web. Now, some of the films, like, for instance, it came from outer space. We all know that we can find that and it's accessible. But you did Welcome to Hollywood Revenge, The President's Analyst, Glass Web, for instance. Now, most of these films, because they're older, I assume that they are still accessible somewhere, maybe on an online forum or they can be ordered somewhere so we can still see them. I would think so, yes. I would think I so, too, so. as a matter of fact. I, I wanted to double-check, yeah, because all of the iconic, legendary stuff, it used to be you'd be able to go to a video store, but you'll notice nowadays, what is a video store nowadays? Have you noticed that they've all disappeared? There just seems to be no more video stores. It's all red boxes and other yeah. things. Well, It's kind of I, sad. Yeah, very sad. Well, I, for I me it is. I mean, but I'm an old soul. So, I mean, you know, I, I guess in L.A., do they have that? Do they have like uh, video stores where you can actually go in and rent a movie? I really don't know. I've heard that there really aren't any of Yeah, I think they've kind of done away. Yeah, but they've kind of done away with that whole thing. And I have sad. so many of my movies on tape that I got right off of the TV set, you know, and oh, I gotcha. I, I have no way to play them because oh, I don't have any don't have a, Yeah. Oh, like a DVD player or VHS player, that sort yeah. of stuff. Yeah. Yeah, I have a v, I have a VHS and a DVD put together, so I have like one in both, so I can watch either a tape. I have tapes too, so I can watch the VHS or I can watch the DVD. Well, now you're gonna have to tell me what version. How can I send you the movie if you can't play it? You're yeah. going to have to find a way to play this movie. We'll have to figure it out. We'll have well, to find a way to do always, that. There, there's always some place you can go and they right. will either transfer it or they'll do something, do something. so that you can That's see That's exactly it. right. Well, yeah, we'll get that worked out. Now, I want to talk about the TV side of things. Oh, my gosh, listen to some of this, folks. 
The Adventures of Ozzy and Harriet, Alfred Hitchcock presents 77 Sunset Strip, Perry Mason, Mission Impossible, I Dream of Jeannie. Oh, my gosh. It's infamous. MASH? I mean, my gosh. Okay, so this is what I have to ask you. Alfred Hitchcock, one of my huge favorites. My children are actually starting to like Alfred Hitchcock. So mm-hmm. doing Alfred Hitchcock presents, how did you get involved in that? And, and I assume you met Mr. Hitchcock himself. And what was that experience like? Because I imagine he was very odd. Well, <laughs> I mean, good is. Unfortunately, I never met him. Oh, my gosh, really? Yeah. Even though I was on a show called Alfred Alfred. (laughs) Present, I I never met him. He was on the universe a lot. He had a bungalow on the lot. But I I never met him. I would have liked to. Well, I'm sure he would have liked to. My gosh. Well, uh, now, was that a reoccurring role for you on Alfred Hitchcock, or you had just done sporadic work on there? No, I I did two different Hitchcock films. Okay. Uh, I'm trying to think who who was in them. (sighs) Well, you know that was probably the I'm sorry. (laughs) It's just an exciting part of your past. I mean, Things like an Alfred Hitchcock or a I Dream of Jeannie, of course, you know, Larry Hagman, and, and of course, Barbara Eden, who is still, uh, you know, Barbara Eden looks lovely for her age. Miss I Dream of Jeannie, oh, my gosh, beautiful, beautiful, beautiful. Um, you know, we but all I'm a big that fan. I am a big fan. Oh, me too. Without a doubt. And, of course, Mission Impossible, as you know, has now been turned into, well, of course, it was a TV show, and then it got turned into these movies. Did you actually follow the Mission Impossible movies once they turned them into big screen? Well, no. No, I didn't. Ah, that's a little different than the Mission Impossible on television, that's for sure. Well, and yeah. of course, this is my question to you. Um, do you think it would be possible nowadays in the year 2017 to, to come up with television programs that were this classic or iconic? Do you think that we've kind of gotten away from that, actually? There really aren't a whole lot of those classic sort of original um, TV content movies. It's all very different and well, a little more graphic and a little more violent. So why don't you tell me a little bit of what was nice about working at all these TV stables? What, what, well, I imagine it was a little bit easier nowadays being on a set on television, as I hear, is hours and hours of standing around and doing a lot of prep work, et cetera. So what was your experience like in television versus film? Oh, well, it just seemed basically the same thing, just on a smaller scale. Really? Okay. There really wasn't that much difference. Of course, the TV things were much shorter shoots. Sure. You know, they would shoot them in a few days as against a movie that could be weeks and weeks and weeks. Oh, but yes. It was I agree. Really, Definitely. basically the same. Well, and of course, sadly, as we just saw, we were just... I wanted to ask you about this, too, because 2016 just ended. We're now into 2017, and sadly, we've lost a good number of our legendary actors and actresses this last year, especially with Carrie Fisher, one Debbie Reynolds. Um, did you ever get a chance to meet Debbie Reynolds? I heard oh, that she yes. was absolutely lovely. What was I, she like? I was in, I was in the, the Thalians, and that was mm-hmm. uh, an organization. She was the head of the Thalians. And, ah, okay. Uh, I, I used to see Debbie all the time. And, and she looked I, like she had a radiant smile. Oh, yes. Yes. I, I have a lovely picture with Debbie. And uh, 
I think one of my friends may have posted it today on Facebook. I don't know. Okay. I got gotcha. you. I'll have to take a peek and look. And I, see. I met Debbie many, many times. I was there when she got her second star on Hollywood <gasps> Boulevard. I guess it was the one in front of Grauman's Chinese Theater. I still yes. think of it as Grauman's Chinese Theater. I of course. <laughs> cannot adjust to the new name. But I was well, it's there. Different. I was oh there. my gosh! What yeah. an incredible experience! My gosh! And and of course, I just—it was so heartbreaking to hear of that. It just, I just, I feel so terrible for that family. You know, they lose oh. their child, and then of course she passes, and it, it was a very, very, very tragic thing. So I guess yeah. that was my question to you, as being a legend yourself. If you look at the year 2017 now, and, and of the movies or the people you've seen, is there anyone that comes close to a Rock Hudson nowadays, or a Cary Grant, or, or anyone that comes to your mind that that reminds you of a of a very gallant gentleman that you might have worked with, meaning in present day? Anybody mm-hmm. at all? No, they don't make stars like they used to. <laughs> exactly. Now you know why I wanted you on my show. Because no. you don't exist very often. Oh? You don't. Really? You're, of course not. You can't be replaced. Your memories, your moments on screen, your performances, your presence is extraordinary to you. That's the whole reason I wanted you to come on my show, because I think you're nothing short of spectacular. Um, well, I was you. telling your you're quite welcome. I was telling your publicist, I didn't know how difficult it might be because you are L.A. One of the things I am doing this year is I'm holding a film festival myself, and I oh. am having a number of different stars coming and actors coming, and I didn't know if it was going to be really, really hard for you to make a trip to come from L.A. or to New York, or if you would come, and if you would come and be part of my panel of actors and, and speak to the up-and-coming people in the industry, because I would love to have you. I just wasn't sure if the journey would be too much for you. Oh, well, are you going to do it in New York? I, I really don't have a choice but to do it in New York. Most of the actors and such that are coming, uh, most of the people that I know uh, will be coming, and I'm working on getting Mr. Michael Madsen, who lives in L.A., but of course he's in New York. Most of them split time, so I kind of am forced to have to do New York. I don't really know L.A. well enough to orchestrate it, but I, New York is my second home. So it will be in New York, and it's in June, actually. So it's about oh. five months away. So it's uh-huh. a while away. So I'm going to keep asking and inviting you until you say yes, or maybe oh, I'll come and take well, you I, and drive you all the way to New York. <laughs> that would be nice. And, that would be yes, wonderful. it would, because then I could sit and listen to you tell me all these wonderful parts of your life, because this, this whole hour has flown by, and it, it, it just has been nothing short of magical for me. I, I just don't think you realize... The contribution that you make being in the industry that you were in at the time you were in set the foreground for all of the actors and actresses that are here today. So really, all of us owe you a great debt of thanks. Your foundation is what film is based upon and television is based upon. And and besides that, you're just god-awful beautiful. And you still have that look on your face now, even at 88. You're just spectacular. Absolutely. Thank you. Well, of course, why wouldn't I want you to come on my panel? You have years and years of experience, and what better place for an actor to learn is from another actor. And that's the whole, that's what film festivals today should be about. Uh, And, you know, mine is an independent film festival. We're showing about 100 films. Um, If I could try to get away with it, and Kate, I'd love to show your film. That would be really exciting for me, but I'm not sure how complicated that would be. I'd have to look into that. But I, I would be honored if you'd at least consider it. I, I think it would be a privilege to spend time with you in person. Um, well, and it's the I, I would I'm love at, that. Yeah. 
I would oh absolutely love that. <laughs> Yay! When you have a busy <laughs> schedule, I mean, you have a child, you have things going on, you have places. I see your pictures. You're out and about all the time. And by the way, are you truly a Sutter Home wine drinker? Because I am too. Just throwing that out there because I saw you with a glass of How wine. How did you know that? On your Facebook. Because I'm your Facebook friend, silly girl. So you was on your Facebook. <laughs> I saw this lovely little wine thing, and I thought, oh, my gosh, we're going to get along really well because she drinks wine, too. What's a day without wine? That's the way I look at it. So I'm like, you know, she has to be even more lovely in person. So that's, you know, I, I, it's, I'm a journalist. We're supposed to pay attention to things like that. So oh, that's, I, that's really wine funny. I, I had no idea. Did it show me drinking it out of the bottle? No, no, no. You, you're, I think it was you and your child, like you were visiting your daughter or something like that. Yeah. I don't know if you were out and about. But if you go back and look at your Facebook page, somewhere along there, you'll see, because I, I had to research you, you'll see a picture of the uh, the wine, the Sutter Home wine, etc. And I don't know if it was just a glass or it said you know, a bottle that said it. Must it have you were holding a bottle, it. A little that bottle. That could be it or something. Yes, and that's not the worst thing in the world. Let me tell you, I've drank some nice wines and Sutter Home's okay. So I'm like, she's got, she's got herself some good taste. Yes. So if you come to New York, I'll even get you some Sutter wine. That would be lovely. <laughs> but your presence would even be lovelier, actually. Oh, and I don't want to forget. You're on, uh, obviously, you have an IMDb profile because we both talked about that. She is on Facebook, folks, and just as her name, which is, of course, Kathleen and Hughes, H-U-G-H-E-S is her last name. Obviously, all of her productions for TV and film can be found on Vimeo or YouTube, some of them on Amazon, Hulu. There's like 18 TV forums, so just go out and find it or go buy it on eBay or Amazon, etc. I don't want to forget Harrison Held. If it wasn't for him, you and I would not have met. Him and I are actually friends on a group together. And I just I approached him. I said, I have this adoration for black and white film stars. She's amazing. She's incredible. She's lovely. I want her on the show. And he was nice enough to say yes. It took us about four months, but it finally got together. And I'm so excited that we did. And And like I said... I would be privileged if you would consider it. It's not till June, so we have some time to think about it. And you have time to get yourself together, and I'll work on showing the film, and I, and I would love that. I would be absolutely amazed. Well. <laughs> I know, right? And then I can gush on you in person. I don't have to gush on my show. I can just gush on her in person. No, I, I, I think it's very important, and I've said this before, the the the, the 2017s and 2018s, the people that are in the world, the producers, the directors, the actors, they should be learning from people that have the most experience. And who better than someone who is 88 years old and she's still out and active in the industry? That's vital and it's important. You have lessons and things to teach and pass on to other people. I have a forum to allow that. I would be foolish to not bring in as many people as I can, as many, many people as I can, that are older industry individuals. I have a huge respect for you. If I could bring Marilyn, I would. But I did have a psychic come on my show and say that Marilyn would have liked me. So that was nice. That's about the closest I'm ever going to get to her. But that's okay. I'm all right. I talked to you, and you met her, and how lovely. And this was a wonderful time. Did you enjoy yourself? Was I a bad interview? I hope not. This this was wonderful. I, I look forward oh, I to meeting so. you in person. It would be lovely. I, I will let you know. Um, someone has asked me to come to L.A. to do something, some kind of a project or red carpet event or something. So we'll see. I, I do have friends in L.A., so I do get there. I just don't get there nearly as much as New York City. And um, how far is L.A. from New York? Is it quite a distance? Do you well, know? 3,000 miles. I don't know. Oh, my. That is quite miles. a distance. <laughs> <laughs> well, maybe you and I should plan, or you know what we could do is you and I and Harrison could plan an event in L.A., and then I could come to L.A., and then we could do it right there. 
we could do a little something, something or other there, like an event of some sort. If that would be easier oh, too. Well, that we'll, would be we'll convenient. Out something. Well, that would, it would nice. be convenient for you. Well, you're the boss. <laughs> we have to make it easy for you. That's all yeah. I can say. No, I'll talk to him. I'll talk to you. We'll get something worked out and, and all that good stuff. And hopefully after today, I have 58,000 people that listen. So at least if half of them go and they watch your films and your television series, they'll know as much as I do, which is that you're just absolutely breathtaking. You're irreplaceable. And that was the whole idea of this show is to influence everyone that you are just that wonderful. And you are. So thank you for taking the time to come on my show. And as soon as I get things wrapped up um, and I have an event put together, I'll get a hold of you. I will let you know. But go back on your Facebook page and go find your wine picture. You'll laugh because you're there. You're actually physically on there with this cute little picture with this bottle. It's very cute. (laughs) Well, I will look for it. Yes, you definitely do. And I will be in touch probably after I get back from New York City and we'll pick a date when we'll make this happen. And I'm so excited. And thank you. This this really was an honor and a privilege to interview you. I appreciate your time, dear. Well, thank you so much for having me on your show. Oh, of course. Thank Anytime. You. The next step is the big public appearance and we'll make it happen and then we can talk all about you in person all over. We'll do it all over again in a much bigger format. Wonderful. Well, I've certainly right. enjoyed talking to you. Well, thank you very much. You know how to find me. You're my Facebook friend, so whenever you want to see me. And I will turn around when this when this gets done and it gets archived later today, I will post it up on your page on Facebook so that this way your friends can see it, my friends can see it, and we'll pass it on so that people can listen to it. So that would oh, be lovely. Good. And I'll be in touch. As soon as you pick a place out, you'll be the first person wine ready, and we'll get together and we'll talk about movies. Oh, well, thank you so much. All right, my dear. Have a wonderful day, my dear. I'll talk to you soon. Okay. All right. Take care. Thank you. Bye-bye. Talk about breathtaking, right? I can't even believe the awesome job that I have. I just, I, I'm just bewildered by the fact that I get to interview some of the people that I do. Again, thank you so much to Kathleen Hughes. Her entire body of work is on IMDb, and of course, obviously, she has a Facebook personal page, which is Kathleen, and her last name is spelled H-U-G-H-E-S, and is that nothing short of absolutely amazing that she has met the one and only Marilyn Monroe? Like I said, not every day that I get this opportunity to be able to talk to greatness, and, and I, I just have to say that I'm just overwhelmed every single day that I am privileged to be able to know people like this, talk to them, and be able to work with them. It truly is an honor. Don't want to forget to remind everybody, tomorrow we have Justin Roy Gruber, Grober, I, and I forgive me, Justin, if I've misspelled it or I've said it wrong. I apologize. It's going to be 3 o'clock Central Standard Time, which is, of course, going to be four o'clock Eastern time. And I have to, I'm so sorry. I keep forgetting about this, obviously, because I just keep forgetting clearly, but it'll be four o'clock Eastern time, three o'clock central standard time. We'll be doing the show tomorrow. And of course, Justin is an actor, actually former army boy, army man turned into an actual actor. So I am just, I am so terribly excited to be able to host him tomorrow. He's an absolutely wonderful person. You're going to love him. Once again, my deepest and dearest thanks to Harrison Held. Without you, you would not have had this. I do hope that we'll be able to continue to work together in the future. To my listening audience, I cannot thank you enough for taking the time to spend with me. I'm going to go dash off. I've got a bunch of work and packing to do to get to New York City. So thanks, everybody, and I'll talk to you tomorrow. (laughs) 